Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Saturday, July 24th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach. And hopefully you all saw the terrific preview show that Coach did of the Olympics. But now it's time for some real DFS action, Coach. The first slate of the Olympics. Are you ready to get after it? I I could not be more fired up. And I know everybody that uh, hopefully everybody that's watching this is going to be a huge help because I know just from the scuttlebutt in our discord and then just you and I even preparing, there's a lot of stuff to figure out and a lot of strategy to be had. So we're ecstatic that we have that edge here and we're ready to share it. That's right. And so what we want to make sure we do is have everybody ready for the slates, uh, get your lineups reserved on DraftKings, so you can play the full slate with four games. Right. On FanDuel, it's the showdown slate only with U.S. and France. We're yes. going to have our members ready for both of those opportunities. Really looking forward to it. And uh, just be aware of the start times. You know, we're going to we're going to use the Eastern starting times here just to be consistent, uh, so that you don't get confused. So the DraftKings slate starts Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern. The FanDuel slate starts 8 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. So we're going to have lineups for our members tonight and in the morning. We'll be tracking it throughout the night. So jump in with us if you would like to participate in this Olympic experience. Uh, DFSCoachTalk.com is, is where you join us. And we've got the $88 summer special uh, to take you from now until early September. Uh, terrific value. So join us for the Olympics, for baseball, for golf. Uh, we're having a great time. But, Coach, we got to get going here on the first matchup, the Czech Republic and Iran. Yes. And it's uh, the biggest spread, 17 and a half points, on yep. betus.com.pa, our presenting sponsor. Uh, why don't you get us started with the Czech Republic? I will do that. I know you, know, you wanted to have Iran because that's one of your favorite basketball teams. Absolutely. I think you have... You have a sweatshirt, Iran basketball, don't you? <laughs> yeah, basketball crazy country. There yeah, you absolutely. go. Uh, so Czech Republic, It's. I mean, this, this one's pretty easy. And you'll see as we talk through these, obviously there are a lot of NBA players. I touched on those in the preview show. And we'll highlight some of them. But the key factor is some of these NBA guys are going to be great plays. But there's going to be a lot of NBA guys that are great fades because they're going to be overowned because people know their names, yep. et cetera. So those are the things we're going to try to point out as we go team by team. And then, you know, we'll also, when we're doing that, talk about, uh, you know, that matchup and how we're anticipating. You can do some game scripting here, but we, we had talked about it prior. You know, it, the Olympics are such a big deal. And, you know, it only takes six games to win to win a gold medal. So, I mean, this is a once in a lifetime for some of these players, some of these coaches. So they do approach every game in this, like it's a game seven of an NBA finals. They really do. So as far as game scripting out, you know, how long, how many minutes are they going to be rested? You know, if, if it's somewhat of a blowout, do they take the foot off the, the gas? You know, in most of those cases, what I have learned through the years, Andrew, watching, FIBA, and then even a step higher with Olympics, they're generally all in and just let it, you know, play it out, bigger minutes, uh, not running up the score, but they make sure and get the victories. And there are a couple of uh, 
tiebreakers that go on point differential if it really comes down to it. So it's not that teams are going to terribly run up the score, but they're going to make sure they have a healthy win. So as we're going through these and we're going through the entire Olympics, it'll get obviously easier for everybody once they see all the teams play at least once, because then you know a little bit of what the rotation is in the minutes. But the bottom line is, you know, the consistent factor that we're going to break down with these, even through this first set of games, is, you know, we're looking for the main guys that have been getting the minutes in the in the friendlies and leading up to this with NBA experience, or they played for their country in a previous FIBA or whatever it was. And, you know, we're, we put all of those things into works when we break this down to you. So it is a lot of work, but this to me is a lot of fun. And if you follow us here at DFS coach talk, I think you're going to find that we have an edge that we can bring forward that it's going to be tough to match in the industry. So, and I'm not, you know, me, Andrew, I'm not a, arrogant or or you know uh person that's going to brag but i i think we got some good stuff here and i think we're going to have a heck of a run the next two weeks looking forward to it all right thomas sataransky he's only 6900 he is got the keys to the car for the czech republic he's playing point he's going to get big minutes he's done well in the friendlies everything points to him as far as i'm concerned i think he's one of the most underpriced guys as far as you know, uh, the NBA guys, the fact that he's only at 6,900, and and I'm always going to talk about the DraftKings prices here, obviously, because that's the the one that's carrying all the games, which also is more fun because we're trying to usually balance DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, the whole nine yards. Now we can just hone in on DraftKings. So Sadaransky at 6,900 is a great play. He's going to make probably 100% of my lineups, Andrew. I love him. Couple other guys, Jan Vesely, who played for the Wizards. He had a, a decent cup of coffee in the NBA. Nice player, pretty solid. He's only $400 cheaper than Sadoransky, which is surprising, but he's a good player. Not a bad play here in this game, especially against an Iranian team uh, that is definitely one of the, the least talented teams uh, in the tournament. So uh, on the bubble for me, probably not going to go there right off the bat. But I think that, uh, you know, he's somebody that you got to take a look at. Uh, one guy that I really like here that is massively underpriced and is the main center for this team is Balvin. He's only $3,000. You look at his double-doubles that he's put up. He's a big guy, um, you know, not a terrific talent, but he's big. He gets minutes. And, you know, if you can get a double-double for 3000 bucks, it really helps make a lot of the other stuff work. Uh, I don't think you have to really go deeper than those three just because it's game one. Uh, it's, you know, we, we want to see where the chips fall here. Plus, as you said, it, you know, this game could blow out early, which could cost just a little bit of time for some of the Czech guys. So for me, it's all about Sadoransky, Balvin, and I'm keeping one eyeball on Vesley. Just one eyeball. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Let, should we call those guys the big three for the Czech Republic here? I, like you know, I, I think we could do that. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. They, you know? That is the, the, the threesome that I'm most interested in as well. You know, there's a, a group of guards, starting guards here in that five to $6,000 range that I think are very attractive. Sadoransky, definitely one of them. 
and Vesely, um, he's been averaging 19, eight and three in these qualifying games. Uh, yeah. Very skilled. Uh, I, I do like him as an option as well, but I agree with you. The, the Balvin play here, I think he's the best value play on the slate at 3,000, averaging a double-double in the qualifying games. Right. Uh, center only, so he's going to take up one of your center spots. Yeah. Um, but I plan to use him as my my key value play here, and I agree. Um, don't think I'll go to the check bench here, but there are some names to keep an eye on here as we go through the uh, through this period with Shilb and Bohachik and Auda, um, all averaging really good numbers uh, for for the other rotation guys. Right, and they're all reasonably priced in the four K range. So we'll keep an eye on those guys here uh, as we get going. Over with uh, the Iranian side, yes, um, you know the, some of the numbers that you can find on their squad come from the FIBA World Cup in twenty nineteen. And their big man, Hadadi, was terrific there with the numbers, 14 and 11, four assists. He's 8,900. He's the guy that I want to keep an eye or two on here as Mm -hmm. we get going and see how he's performing. Um, Other than that, I'm I'm not too interested in these guys, and they're all a lot cheaper, the other starters, uh, because this team is, is overmatched most likely in terms of talent. They are the biggest underdog on the slate. So this isn't the place I really want to invest here um, for the first slate. But I also like the numbers from 2019 on Yakalid uh, Accordi, uh, 12, okay. 3, and 3. He's only 3,200, so he's another guy I want to keep an eye on. Um, but for me, it's mostly going to be the Czech guys that you talked about and then move on to game two. Yeah, and you know, with Iran of the 12 teams, that's the only team that I don't feel like I have my arms around the situation because they don't play the friendlies and they're not playing in other uh, tournaments where you can get a lot of uh, eyeballs on them. Now, they've they have in Feban done a few different things, <clears throat> and as you say, Hadadi has been definitely their best player. Uh, the only problem is at 8,900 and taking up uh, another center spot, uh, I just, I'm not willing to go there. And I would feel comfortable as a cash player just passing on Iran. I just don't think it's worth the risk in cash. Uh, definitely want to see their rotation play out. Uh, they should play, you know, their main guys in whatever rotation they're going to utilize against the Czech Republic. So, I think, you know, for me, it's going to be sit on the sidelines uh, with the Iranian team uh, for game one. All right, Coach. Game two is Italy and Germany. Yes. 1240 a.m. Eastern. Yes. And this is the game that has the closest spread yep. on the board. Italy favored by five and a half. Totals a little bit higher here, 160 and a half. Game one yes. was 151. And in your uh, preview pod, you talked about this group B being really tough. Yes. Um, you know, these two teams are really going to get after it here in, in the opener to try to, uh, you know, give themselves a chance to come out of group B. Is that what you're feeling? That this is going to be a really hotly contested game? hundred percent. And, you know, I know in soccer, they always pick out the worst group in the world cup and stuff and call it the group of death. Well, this is the group of death because, yeah. you know, this game to me is an elimination game. Uh, you've got Nigeria and Australia 
in this group with, with Italy and Germany. So those two are pretty strong favorites to advance, only two of the four advance. And for any chance whatsoever, the winner they need to win this game, Italy and Germany. And they're not bad teams. So this should be close, hotly contested. And I'll probably have almost half of my lineup come from this game because I think there's talent here. I think it's going to be competitive. Both teams to seem to play at a decent pace. I just like the makeup of this game and where it falls. Uh, you know, the big question mark here and where you're going to see a lot of ownership go, uh, go and the only big thing that could shift things is Danilo Gallinari is on Italy. And he reported late because of the playoffs and everything else. So he has not played with this group in the friendlies. He's certainly probably their best player. So the question is twofold. Number one, is he going to be impactful enough to roster? I'm not going to risk that without him taking the floor whatsoever yet. But I don't think it'd be a terrible risk. Definitely a nice GPP shot for sure. But there's two other guys that have really been consistent for Italy in uh, previous events and then in some of these friendlies, and, and that's uh, Fontaschio and Polinara. They're both solid, you know, scoring guards uh, slash forwards. They can play uh, really the 3-4-5. They're listed more as, as small forwards, but they're talented. They can shoot it. They can shoot the three. They can rebound, just really good players. So I do like both of those guys. However, I'm only probably going to go with one of them. I'm still making that decision because I do think if Danilo gets some time, he's going to cut into some of those minutes and shots and usage uh, for those two players. So uh, that's one place I'm going to look. Uh, the other one that I really love here is Nico Mannion. I mean, he's been handed the keys to the to the Italy team. He's going to be their point guard probably for the next couple of Olympics. And he's playing good ball, and he has a lot of confidence. And, you know, in this match, uh, matchup against Germany, I think it's just a good spot for him. I think he'll get good minutes. 5200 is a great price. Uh, he's one of my favorites uh on, on the card as well. So, uh, you know, there's, there's several other places you can go. Uh, but really for me, it's going to be Gallinari and GPP, uh, Fana, Chio, uh, right in, yeah. in, uh, and Polinar, those two guys are going to make a lot of my lineups in Nico Mannion as well. So I could have two, two or three guys, probably two from Italy. I'll mix it up a little bit. Uh, but I think they're, they're, you know, they're a good play here. I'm not going to go any deeper on the bench. I think you'll see some people roster uh, Nicola Melli, who people are very familiar with from the NBA. But looking, you know, at his age and what he's done now at this point in his career and the minutes he's got in the friendlies, I think he's a great fade, uh, you know, uh, and he'll definitely grab uh, some some ownership. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm pretty high on on this matchup and this game. Yeah, I'm very similar with you on Italy. I, I want to fade Melly. He's uh, just not getting enough opportunity, even without Gallinari in the qualifying games. Gallinari, I do see as a GPP option, but not for cash. I'd rather right. go with Montecchio, Polinara, Mannion. I mean, you get some really good 
minutes, good players. Fontecchio and Polinara, very good at three-point shooting. Great numbers coming in. I mean, Fontecchio, 19 and six. Polinara, 17 and nine. Yeah. To get those guys in the 5K range, I think is terrific on this slate. So I'm, I'm with you on Italy. Over on the Germany side, uh, low, their point guard, 6,100. He's in that group that I was referencing earlier with Sadoransky and Mannion. He right. averaged uh, 12, 2, and 4 in the qualifying games. I think that's a, a fair price tag. Right. Um, you know, I'm not really blown away by anybody else on Germany, although I think this can be a highly contested close game. I think I'm more likely to invest in Italy. Uh, on the Germany side, you, you gotta we got to at least mention Mo Wagner. He's 8,500, and he's averaging 14 and 4 coming in. We know that if he gets the minutes, coach, he can uh, put up really, really solid DFS numbers. Yeah. Um, I think he's playable, but I'm a little hesitant on him for this slate because he is a center, uh, center only on DraftKings. We've already mentioned Balvin as a, a value play that we like. Um, so I'm on the fence with him. I'm leaning towards not playing him. But okay. what are your thoughts on him? Do you think he's somebody that uh, might be worth it here uh, in the opener? You know, I I really like Mo Wagner. I mean, I I've liked him since he played at Michigan, and and then even in the pros, where it seems like he's you know gotten moved around and not able to crack a ton of minutes in the rotation. But you know, at the end of the season, finally when he ended up with the Orlando Magic when they were just playing out the string, you know, even when he got 25, 28 minutes at that level, and there were other teams they were playing that were still positioning themselves for the playoffs. He produces. I mean, double-doubles, he gets some blocks, steals. He certainly can score. I just I I think he's an underrated player. I think he'll be their go-to guy and I think he gets good minutes. Now, the only the biggest concern I have with Wagner is he does get in foul trouble when he gets big minutes and that would hurt, but I'm willing to roll the dice as of right now if I had to finalize my lineup uh, he would probably make that second big spot play in, you know, in the utility spot for me. But we do have another value center coming up. It's very hard to pass up. But, you know, could Wagner have a, a 24 point, 11 rebound, two blocks game? I, I really think he could. I don't think uh, Germany has terrific interior defense from what we've seen. They play at a decent pace. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, believe it or not, on the Wagner bandwagon here. Uh, I agree with you, Lowe, as somebody to keep an eye on at point guard. He's not going to quite make the cut here, but I think he's somebody uh, that, that you want to uh, watch. The other guy that will get a lot of ownership, too, because he's only 4,200 and everybody knows him, is Isaac Bonga, because he did start a lot of games for Washington at times, but that partially was Scott Brooks doesn't know what he's doing personally. But, I, I mean, Bonga's a good defender. Don't get me wrong, and he's he's a talented young man, but he's not an offensive, explosive kind of guy. So I think he'll get more ownership than he really deserves. Uh, but we'll see what his rotation's like in you know with this Italian team. So you know it's probably going to be Wagner for me, and uh, keep an eye on the rest of these guys. Okay, excellent. Halfway through the slate here, two two games left on DraftKings, and of course we'll follow up on FanDuel with that USA-France showdown. We'll touch on that here uh, at the end of the show. But let's go to Game 3, Coach. We've got Nigeria and Australia, 4.20 a.m. Eastern. And this is uh, another closer spread here, Australia by 8 
Yeah. Uh, over under uh, getting higher here, 172 and a half. And this is uh, the other uh, the other teams in Group B. Um, as you mentioned, only two teams from each group get the automatic qualification for the round of eight. There are yes. two teams that uh, will also come in uh, from A, B, or C to give eight teams. But uh, these are the two that you've pegged as the favorites in Group B. Uh, mm -hmm. So let's start on the Nigeria side. Um looking at this team as one of the better teams here uh, in Group B. Does that make you want to play any of their guys tonight? Well, this is going to be a big, probably contrarian move, but I, I love this move. And here's what I'm, what I'm going to do. Nigeria, Australia, Spain, and the USA are the four teams I think are most likely to medal, the three medals, I, in my opinion. So the fact that Nigeria plays Australia in this first game is, is interesting. Um, these teams have both had a great play up. They both beat the USA in the friendlies, et cetera. But here's the issue with Nigeria. I've seen Mike Brown interviews. Uh, they talked to him a lot. They went over this team, watched the whole USA-Nigeria game. And he is committed to these players. He's got eight NBA players. He's committed to basically a 10-man rotation of split minutes he's done it in these friendlies they've won it doesn't look as though he's going to veer from that whatsoever and so okafor achua vincent agata metu akogi udo nawama and nawara those guys i think all get 16 minutes 17 minutes 18 minutes these games are only 40 minutes long and even though all of their prices are fair that all the guys I mentioned were between 3,600 and 5,700. So it's tempting, but I just don't see the value in the money versus minutes type of looking at something here. Plus they're playing Australia who really gets after it defensively. I mean, they harassed some of the uh, Americans in that game. They even shut Durant down for a while and created a rough time for Tatum shooting air balls and everything else. So, the combination of unclear minutes and going against a really good defensive team, I'm going to completely fade Team Nigeria in this opening round. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. You know, you just look at the minutes in that upset of the U.S., and it was very, very balanced, like you said. Deep rotation. He's obviously keeping them fresh, uh, fresh and uh, taking advantage of their uh, defensive energy to win a game like that. And you see that without Jordan Nawara, who was busy sitting the bench, bench mostly for Milwaukee. But I think he's shown the, the offensive ability where, you know, he, he could really impact this rotation as well. So I think for it's sure. too many moving parts for a cash investment here I for agree. the first slate. You know, some of the guys who are a little bit cheaper are yep. more attractive to me, like Nawamu, who went 13-7-3 against the U.S. He's only 3,700. Agata, 17-3-2. He's 4,800. So I think uh, a couple of these guys could pay off their price tag pretty nicely here. But for cash, I think it's pretty risky. I'm with you. All right. On the Australian side, they are the eight-point favorites. And these are names that you're going to know uh, more and be more comfortable with these players because these are more established NBA players like Patty Mills, Joe Ingles, 
and then uh, Delvadova, who's obviously uh, probably on the second half of his career, shall we say? You know, he had the tough concussion uh, issues this year, so he didn't get to play much. But he's been playing big minutes for them. Patty Mills and Ingles, you know, leaders on this team, but they're so expensive. They are ninety five hundred and nine thousand. Um, that's really the question mark. I, I guess in one sense, DraftKings has a, done a good job of making it a tough decision for for these guys. Um, so I'm still playing with that. They're, they're, um, they're a, I like both of those guys when they get this type of opportunity, minutes, leadership role, more shots, but I don't like the price tags. So I'm, I'm hesitant to play those guys. Thibault is the other name that folks are going to know. Um, but he's 8,100. We're used to considering him as a uh, minimum price guy, coach. Yeah. And he's going to get much more of an opportunity than usual with Philly, 24 minutes uh, in their game against the U.S., 12, 2, and 3. So that's the type of production you want. But 8,100, uh, again, really tough to, to get that high. Uh, the, the one price tag I circled for Australia was Landau, one of their big guys, um, 5,200. I think that's a, a fair price tag for a guy who uh, played about half the game against the U.S., okay numbers, 8, 7, and 2. But uh, for the season in Australia, he was 16, 8, and 2. Good shooting numbers, 62, 39, 71. So he's got the skill of an international big that you like and a, and a nice price tag. So he, he's in consideration for me. I'm not too interested in the bench here. Um, Exum is a popular name. He's... Uh, he's got some upside, but I don't like the the fact that he's not getting as many minutes as some of these other guys. Uh, so uh, maybe Landau for me. And, uh, you know, I'd like to play one of the other Australian guys, but I just don't know if I can afford them. I, I get it. I mean, I, I really like Team Australia here. I think uh, watching Nigeria, you know, play, they they play with a lot of pace. They push the ball their rotation they're fresh i mean these most of these guys are used to playing a lot more minutes so you know if you only get a run for 16 17 minutes uh you know you're going so i like the pace of this game for australia you know patty mills is fantastic i mean he's you could you could roster him at any point in any of these games and, and you got a nice play because he just always is consistent and uh certainly is you know their leader um you know, I I see myself going to either Mills or Ingles, one of the two, just because uh, I they're both just so good statistically across the board. I mean, yep. not a lot of turnovers. They're going to get assists. Australia moves the ball, fantastic. They're fun to watch, and <clears throat> I think you're going to get a lot of rebounds. And again, with the tempo up from Nigeria, I, I like. Uh, I want to play one of the key guys there. Thibel, I think, is a great play too, but at 81, it's just for me, I can't go with two of those three top guys. Uh, you know, if I have a real money crunch, though, I don't think it's a, a, a massive drop to go from uh, Mills or Ingles down to Thibel because, you know, Thibel's going to get stocks. He gets them all the time in the NBA. Right. And he does, doesn't get that enough minutes for Philly, really. And he should get solid minutes here i think he's going to be a part of this team for a long time to come and you know it's 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 odd but you have to start thinking of things this way too you know these coaches 
that are coaching these teams and trying to develop something long term, <clears throat> it's very important the minutes and how they treat him and what they do because you know, a thiable or something, he's all he's gonna have a nice contract here with the NBA and he doesn't have to go play for his country maybe once, but they want him to come back. So and they want to get him to bring Ben Simmons with him. That's his teammate for crying out loud. So I think they're going to make sure Thibel's happy with his minutes and his role. And I think he's playable throughout this entire uh, Olympics. So he's on my radar. The big news for me, and I haven't found it, and I don't think I'm going to, is Aaron Baines. He started at center against the USA in the friendly, and he hurt his knee. And it was really bothering him. But he did come back out from the locker room in that game. They said he might be ready for the Olympics. And that affects how much I like Landell. I like Landell. He's good. And no, he's not the my pillow guy, by the way. <laughs> That's uh what is what's that Landell's name? <laughs> I'm not sure. But um he's good, but if he's splitting any minutes with Baines, that uh knocks him down just a notch. So uh, I need to see what's going on with Baines, and that makes me a little – I'm already full at center anyway, so I won't go there. The guy I really like, though, I think, you know, maybe we differ a little bit on. For 4700 bucks. I think Dante Exum is a hell of a ball player. I really like his game, and if for 4700 bucks he can give me 25 minutes, 23 minutes, I, I think he can do fine. I mean, he's he is a very streaky guy, too, and he'll he'll finish at the hoop. So, you know, I, I'm going to buy up for one of these Australians. Probably Exum has a great chance. Not going to go Delhi. Uh, I think, you know, you said Delhi's on the second half of his career. I think he's on the third half of his career. How's that for a Yogi Berra? But, uh, yeah, I mean, I know he's he may get 20 minutes. He's their team leader, captain, and everything else. I just see – I feel his game has is, is regressed in the last year, year and a half. So I think you'll see – more from it, uh, the the younger generation coming in now with Thibel and, and Exum and some of these guys. So Exum's not as young, but he's still got a lot of game in front of him. So, yeah, I'm, I'll have some exposure to Australia here. And uh, if you have a chance to catch that game, for me, it's 3.20 in the morning, uh, KBO kind of. But I do want to see this game. So it could be back to uh, – four cups a, a day, like in the KBO days of coffee. That's right. This is a challenging schedule. So let's wrap it up with the Sunday morning breakfast time game. Yes. U.S. and France at 8 a.m. Eastern. U.S. favored by 12. This is the highest total on the board, 175 yep. and a half. What are your thoughts here on Team USA in the opener? Well, you know, it's I'm it's really tough. And I, I'm like, I can't believe it. But do you know that? there's some of the teams that don't have a $7,500 guy, you know, look at the Czech Republic with $6,900 Sadoransky being their top guy. So they've got Durant, Lillard, Tatum, Booker, Levine, Green, Holiday, Middleton, Grant, Autobio, 10 guys, 7,500 to 10,600. So if you think you can stack up the U any of the USA guys, you got another thing coming on DraftKings. I mean, maybe, two guys, but it's just, I mean, you go all the way down to uh, even a, let's say Jeremy Grant, he's 7,800. So I, 
Number one, you got the Popovich factor, which gives all of us, as my Italian grandmother would say, agita when we worry about trying to roster these uh, any Pops team because you know you never know what he's going to do. I mean, he played Keldon Johnson, his own guy, a ton of minutes in some of those friendlies. Maybe he's going to be a value play in here. JaVale McGee they brought in, which, you know, they needed a rim protector and a center. Does he get minutes? And very well could. So, wow, man, it is so hard to fit them in salary-wise and figure out what their role is going to be. Then you've got the third element here of, of that the confusion is you've got Booker, Middleton, and Holiday just joining uh, – a day ago after that huge flight over and it's believe me i've flown uh not to japan but i've flown to europe and stuff and it you are just all messed up for a couple of days so i don't know if they play if they do what's their role you know and it's pop so boy this first game is going to be tough france is a good team and <clears throat> for me i'm it's very simple here i really do think i'm I'm going to bite the bullet because if I haven't spent a ton in all these games yet, and I'll probably roster either Durant or Lillard. Everything that I've seen in these friendlies and just different comments from Pop and everything, I think those two guys are the most assured to get the biggest minutes, the biggest usage, and take the most shots. So I'd like to have one of those two as a foundational guy to, to, to build my roster. And then I wouldn't, you know, what I'm going to try to do on the second spot is get somebody that's reasonable that uh, whether it be a, I don't have a center spot for Bam probably, but, you know, if it is a Keldon Johnson or a Draymond Green, I do like Draymond because he will anchor the defense and I know Pop loves him. So, you know, probably two guys from the USA at most. But, man, DraftKings has made it tough with the salaries. Yeah, they really have. Um, I agree. Probably want to go with either Durant or Lillard. Um, and the, you know, those two, along with Tatum, I think, are the guys that have sort of solidified themselves so far with the most minutes and, and usage. And things could obviously shift. But I wouldn't mind having one of those guys on DraftKings. And I, I just am – there's no way I, I would uh, invest in – those guys you just mentioned who just came over in game right. one, Drew too Booker, risky. Middleton, too risky. Yeah. Um, I expect they will come off the bench and get backup minutes here, if if at all. You know, the latest updates I heard uh, was that they could play depending on how they feel after the trip. We also have Levine coming out of the health and safety protocols. And Correct. I would think if he's ready to go, that he would start. You know, because he's earned it and popped to me as a guy who's going to stick with the guys who got him there, at least for starters. And he's not going to go to Holiday, Booker, or Middleton as a starter, even though, you know, if everybody was together for uh, quite a bit of time leading up to this, it, it could be a different story. But um, uh, yeah, on DraftKings, possibly Lillard or Durant. And then on FanDuel for the showdown slate. Uh, the pricing is decent. You can get Durant and Lillard and yeah. then fill out your roster with other guys from this game who are going to get big minutes. Uh, so I, I kind of like the slate, and we are going to provide for our members on that. Um, so it is a little different um, between DraftKings and FanDuel. Oh, it's a lot different. <laughs> yep. 
Um, so that's that's something to look forward to. Uh, so yeah. so definitely it's a it's just a different consideration for the two sites on, on this game. Yeah. Over on the French side, coach, um, we've got some names here that folks are going to be very familiar with: Evan Fournier, Rudy Gobert, of course. Then Nicholas Batum uh, is going to be a key role, uh, key key player for this team. Um, so with that group here, uh, Fournier obviously more of a volume shooter, sixty eight hundred, definitely in play for me. Um, right. And he could possibly get the best matchup for France if he gets Levine as his primary defender. Levine, we know, is more of a scorer, not a defender. So Fournier is in play for me. Batum, though, I really like his price at 5000 He's yeah. a do-it-all guy. Um, got big minutes against Spain in, in a recent matchup that they had. Uh, so I like Batum here. Gobert, uh, you know, a little more interesting for me, probably on the FanDuel showdown on the main slate for DraftKings at 9900 I don't know if I can get there for him. I'd rather pay up for one of the Americans. Um, and then with the rest of the French team, uh, another value play that I think you like as well is, is Yabuselli. He's yeah. a former Celtic who I've watched a lot, and he had almost a double-double against Spain, and he's really cheap. He's only 3100 on DraftKings. So yeah. I like Yabaselli. Uh, they've got some guards who are going to share minutes here. Albasi, who's cheap. Nando DiColo, who's uh, more of a, a well-known guy with more experience. He's much more expensive. And then Frank Nilakina. We also have uh, our man TLC. Yeah. Um, so I think those guys are going to share minutes to the point where I probably won't go there. Um, but that's the group I think you want to pull from if you want one value play on the showdown slate on FanDuel. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think France is a dangerous team. They have do have some depth and experience uh, and certainly, you know, dangerous because Gilbert's been there a bunch, DiColo for a long time. You know, Batum's played several uh, events with for France, you know, FIBA, the Olympics, et cetera. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm not going Gobert. I think he's overpriced. And uh, again, I've, I've already got those center spots locked up. Not real confident in DiColo anymore. I was in the last Olympics, but he's older now. And he's, you know, sharing some minutes with Nilakina and Albasi as well. So I'm not going to go there. Fournier's uh, definitely tempting at that $6,800 price because, you know, he's going to chuck it and duck it for sure and get some shots up against uh, the Americans and not be intimidated. So, he, you know, the problem is he has a tendency to be a little scoring dependent. He's not a good defender either. And, uh, you know, so uh, on the fence for me, I, I agree with you on the two plays. The, I think the two best plays here for your money and your bang for your buck as far as minutes and usage are the two guys you mentioned, Batum, and Yabaselli. I think those two guys at 5,000 and 3,100 respective, uh, you know, respectively, I think obviously USA is going to play at a, a breakneck pace. And uh, I think those two guys could both uh, be safely above value, maybe even six, seven X, eight X kind of guys. So I like those two um, keeping an eye on Nilakina. Want to see how much run he gets, uh, 
I know DeColo is still one of their, their captains. So <clears throat> I do think he's at his $3,600 price down the road, maybe not against the Americans, could be a decent play. Uh, TLC, you know, we've seen him come off the bench even now, you know, for the, the Nets this year, and he can pour in buckets. Uh, he is a streak shooter. That three-point line is shorter. You know, that corner jumper and, and uh, for him is solid. So not the worst play, but, you know, as we've mentioned with some of these guys, I do think the Nidalekinas, TLCs and such will have somewhat over-ownership uh, tied to them because of the name recognition and NBA play. So looking to steer clear of some of those possible traps. But, uh, yeah, I'll have some definitely have some exposure here, and I don't think this is a walk in the park for the Americans. Excellent. Well, I hope that has helped everybody get ready here for the opener. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, to have these teams get after it in the chase for gold, and we're going to be right there with them all the way. So we hope you continue to join us on these podcasts. If you haven't already, uh, do subscribe to the YouTube channel and click the alert button so you know when these podcasts post. It's obviously a strange schedule with these start times, so we're going to be having these podcasts post at different times. Uh, any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. If you'd like to join and get our lineups, DFSCoachTalk.com. We give out full lineups on FanDuel for these showdown slates and then the core on DraftKings for the cash games or GPP. Sometimes we do a full clipboard with highlighted players and other uh, pivots for you to uh, build out your lineup. So we're going to have you ready to go here for Olympic Hoops. Coach, did I miss anything? No, I think you covered it all. I mean, we're, <clears throat> we went a little more in depth today, a little longer. You know, these first three days when we see the 24 teams for the first time, you know, we're going to try to dig in a little bit and give you guys the edge and gals. Uh, and uh, so, you know, bear with us there. We'll try to get these out in the morning so you have plenty of time to listen to them. And then as we see rotations, we'll be able to shorten these up and get a little more particular with uh, who we're going to play. So, uh, it's going to be great. Huge edge here. Great contest. Get in there. Join us, dfscoachtalk.com. That summer special uh, goes all the way to September 7th, right before NFL uh, for 88. We'd love to have you there. And if you're watching on YouTube uh, right now, quick thumbs up, hit that subscribe button, and definitely click the alert because you, you're going to want to know when these posts, like Andrew said, with all these different times and things going on, uh, certainly worth uh, catching that edge. So really appreciate everybody listening in and really excited to just crush this next two weeks. Excellent. All right. Well, on behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.